Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. This is the first call because it's the breaking news. Hi, you Weekly. Long time, long time. Question. Why is Leah McSweeney of the Real Housewives of New York posing with Zalia Banks on Zalia's Instagram? Just really confused by the connection. Um, want to know, I'm guessing they're both who's, want to know what unites them in their hoodum. Uh, crunch, crunch, women don't belong in balloons, scummy chop, scummy, no, yummy pop, chascal joe, bye. Okay, a lot of sign-offs, stressed. and it sounds like you're from Australia. The sign-off stressed me out, I have to say. Between the Australian accent and all of them jumbled together, <laughs> I was like, this is like, actually, I don't, it, this doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> the thing you need to know about all the people at this party is that, yes, they are all who's, you are correct. But the other thing about it is that they are also all New York thems, and every vaccinated New York them went to this party, <laughs> or tried to go to this party, because a lot of them were denied. It's funny, because... Even I have a source of someone who was at that party, a direct source, it was two nights ago, who was texting us about the party itself. And that's just so exciting because it hasn't happened in like a year that you've had a source at a party. Over a and year. what's really double interesting about this party is that if you know Leah McSweeney, she is on The Real Housewives of New York, which was, this was her premiere party for the mm-hmm. show, which premiered. Mm-hmm. Two nights ago, which was, ago. Uh, the I night will of the say, party. less yeah. eventful than the party itself, it seems. <laughs> but that's fine. What's funny about it is that Real Housewives of New York hasn't been this exciting and young. Even though I wouldn't say Lena, Leah McSweeney is the youngest she's person in her 30s, ever. Though. But she's so much younger than the other ones. New York Housewives basically has never inspired a cool premiere party in maybe its entire run. Like, until now, you know? <laughs> this party had Lourdes, Madonna's daughter. It had Azalea Banks. It had Corey Kennedy, which is literally a name we won't get into. But if you live in, in New York at a certain time, you know. But, like, it literally had, like, the quote-unquote who's who of New York out mingling for the premiere of a show that is not even that relevant as as relevant. And I think even more importantly, it got party coverage that is so, I don't know, it feels nostalgic. It feels dated at this point because we haven't seen this in a while, but Page Six covered it. And it was in the East Village. They were so happy. It, like They were so thrilled to get a, quote, insane party. 
And here's here's a line that says, people in the city are desperate to party. The party was insane. Every, there's an attendee's, there's an <laughs> I, attendee's like, source profile. You really profile. do love to see it. The party was insane, one attendee told us. Everyone was getting turned away at the door. I've never seen New Yorkers not respect the boundary of a door person before. And then it says, the party was supposed to hold 100 people, 175 people RSVP'd. And so the bouncer was, you know, letting people in and out. But then, of course... That makes people angry. And then, of course, things get too crowded and then there's a problem. But oh, because they would leave the party and then not get let in because there was not there's too many people back in the party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the selfie that was snapped around the world was the one that Leah McSweeney herself took of Lourdes and Azalea taking selfies of each other. So you see Azalea's phone. Lourdes's tongue is out. Her middle finger is up. And Azalea is like giving a great look in a great dress. Also, I'm fully obsessed with other attendees included Z-Way. Shout out Z-Way. <laughs> new show on Showtime very soon. Kat Marnell. Kelly Catrone. Corey Kennedy, who I mentioned. Gabriel Held, who's the guy who sells vintage clothes. He has a vintage collection. I've showed you him mm-hmm, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gabriel Held. And drag personalities Lexington Banks and Dot DeVille. I guess there was a drag performance from what my friend said. Mm. That there was a great drag performance. But it's just thrilling just, to me. I have to say I love it. And I have to say this comes at the perfect timing for the, the mayor to announce like, oh, we're going to do full capacity again soon because like this party needed it desperately. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then there was a picture. I, I told you this this morning. There's a picture of Azalea Banks and Sean Glass, who I, via like a few clicks, I'm guessing is Philip Glass's son because he also does music. And they're like, congratulations, Leah. Love Azalea and Sean. So I'm like, Azalea Banks is dating this like respected musician guy or whatever. I mean, I guess I'm like not surprised, but I'm like, this is just crazy. He's not. Philip Glass's son. He is a music industry executive named Daniel Glass's son. But (laughs) I have a feeling, I have a feeling that all of these glasses are related. Right? I'm like, it's gotta be, he just looks like he is. But anyways, so that, that was on her Instagram recently. And I was like, no, even though I really didn't know who he was. Also leave it to Azalea Banks to date someone who's essentially named George Glass. (laughs) Oh my God. My boyfriend, George Glass. My boyfriend, Sean Glass. Sean Glass. Um, George Glass. Uh, (laughs) Philip Glass. Uh, George Glass. Oh my God. This party looked amazing. I've never been to a party like this, but you know what? Remember for like a year, the thought of parties made you angry. Like people are having parties. Like when my upstairs neighbors would have parties and, you know, the dead of the summer. I was like, oh I mean, my God. Now I love to see a party. Yeah. I mean, I, I would try not to get mad. But it it was frustrating because I love parties. If I didn't love mm-hmm. parties, I would be like, who gives a shit? But mm-hmm. unfortunately, I love parties. Let's move on to some comments. We have a lot of comments. Here's the first one. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, first time, medium time. Um, I just thought it was kind of funny that you were talking about Andrew WK being a who or a them because he's literally, (laughs) there's this like, I guess it's a conspiracy theory. I don't even know, but there's this whole thing about how somewhere around like the mid early 2000s, the original Andrew WK was replaced by an actor and like, it's really too fucking banana bonkers bozo to get into, but like in depth, but but it there there's very convincing like proof of like pictures of him in 2001 versus like 2004, and it's it, like this guy, this new guy who's in her WK. I don't even know if this is the same Andrew WK. Like he might just be working out. I don't know, but it's really funny to me, and I think everyone should just go look it up because it's absolutely nuts. 
and like very worthy of a three hour Google hole. Um, okay, that's all. Thank you. Good, good form by the form. Bye. Is this the same conspiracy as like Avril Lavigne or like, you know, other replacement? Lady Gaga has a replacement conspiracy associated with her too. We do love a Paul McCartney. We love a replacement conspiracy. Right. But this one's slightly different because when you dig in, when you really get into the weeds of this conspiracy theory, which I spent at least an hour <laughs> trying to figure it you out. You did? And it's, yes. It's inscrutable. It's also a 15-year-old conspiracy that has not died down. So the conspiracy has only gotten more complex and more tangled as the years have gone by. It's a conspiracy people bring up to him sometimes. They've been bringing it up to him since 2005. There's a video of people being like, so what's about, what's this whole deal about people saying that you're not you and that you have changed? I mean, he is he is different than when he first came out, but that's because his career, he kind of created this like... Uh, top, this like a uh, speaking circuit career on top yeah. of the rock star. So people I think yeah. are, why is this guy all of a sudden doing all this like motivationally speaking when he used to just be in a rock band or whatever, which by the way, when I was putting the party hard clip in the episode, that <sighs> song is so good. I was like, this mm-hmm. is worth the hype that we gave it at the time. It's so fun. It's so weird. It's so of the time. Like it's just great. It's vintage too. Yeah. I don't know. It's It's just, it's great. Since about four years after he came onto the scene, this conspiracy has sort of like shadowed him and he's upset about it. And he doesn't think it. it's funny. He doesn't think it's funny. I mean, I, 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 I don't normally talk about it and it's it's something that I'm not really supposed to talk about too much because it doesn't it doesn't help. So um, I don't I, I don't know. Let's what talk I, about something else. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about no, it. That's no, that's fair. That's I'm not. sorry. I didn't mean to, uh, to broach it if it was uh, no, not I, entirely pleasant. See, that to me is actually probably the main evidence that it's maybe real because he he doesn't he has a sense of humor, but he doesn't play along with this specific joke. He does not like it. Larry King brought it up in an interview with Andrew WK like five years ago. And you can tell that Andrew WK did not expect it from Larry King. And it all goes back to this like credit that's on his first album as a producer on the album on I Get Wet. And his name is Steve Mike with two E's, S-T-E-E-V Mike. And... Everything sort of centers around this person. And it's like, who is Steve Mike? Is Steve Mike one person? Is Steve Mike Andrew WK? Is Steve Mike a collective of people? A group of creatives or artists who are sort of in control of the Andrew WK character, persona, caricature? And again, getting into this would require a 10-episode podcast on its own. But it's really fun. Do you think that maybe the truth is not that he's a new guy, but that there was a collective creating a little bit That's of a character? That's what I think it was. And like the Andrew W.K. rock star was maybe a bunch of guys' ideas and said, let's like make this like throwback. Maybe he was kind of involved with the collective and now is like, I don't want that to be. It definitely seems like it could be. And also... Yeah, sorry, keep going with the evidence because this last one is kind of crazy. I didn't think about this at all. If you want to read, there's a very popular Gawker blog about this that sort of sums it up very succinctly. But if you want to go deep, just search Stereo Gum, Andrew WK, (laughs) Conspiracy, and you will get a maybe it's at least 5,000 words. I mean, it must be 5,000 words. Oh my God. It's a very detailed timeline That includes most things that Andrew W.K. has said publicly about this. And it goes into some of the most prominent conspiracy theories and they unpack the conspiracy theories. But something that's really fun about it, I mean, that's ultimately what I gleaned from this. Oh, so literally the guys 
piece in Stereogram does kind of say like he uh, wasn't replaced, but he definitely is not as authentic as maybe he makes it seem. Yeah, because even because when you dig into it, and again, this would take up hours, but when you dig into it, he's on record as saying like I'm not who I was, but in a very artisty performance right. way. So right. it's like, oh, I started out as one thing. I was this piece of performance art. I have evolved, but explaining that I think is very complicated. And I mean, Gaga is a piece of performance art, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Like no, she yes. started as like I am, I am art, but I'm pop star art. Like I'm an art, uh, I'm a piece of art that is a pop star. Like yeah. I don't know, you could really frame that whatever way mm-hmm. you want. And so, but I thought the kicker of this was really funny because in the entire piece, he is constantly compared to a version of Andy Warhol and a version of Andy Kaufman, and. WK are the initials of his last name. It's a hyphenated last name. His last name is Wilkes Cryer. Uh, and his father's name is really James Cryer. Okay. But there's something clever here where the, he writes, when Andrew WK sings, don't call me Andy, maybe that's who he's talking about. And maybe that's what he's saying. Maybe he's saying, don't call me Andy Warhol. Maybe he's also saying, don't call me Andy Kaufman. Or maybe simply, don't call me Andy Warhol Kaufman. His name is Andrew W.K. Like, I feel like <laughs> there's something... That's a crazy coincidence. It's a cra- It's either a crazy coincidence or it's something intentional. Like, he yeah. he intentionally used W.K. as the short name because it could mean these things. I mean, again, this is all very... It's very galaxy brain. I get it. Pop a piece of your favorite candy before you read this thing because it really is, like, fun to read about. But it, I'm going to play a clip of the Larry King interview. He doesn't like talking about it. Yeah, but I think he doesn't like talking about it because the origin story that he has presented to the world is not true, fully. There are a variety of theories regarding your identity, many claiming that you're no longer the same Andrew W.K. that somehow in middle of the year uh, 2005, the original Andrew W.K. went somewhere and a new Andrew W.K., that you're not the same person you were. How do you respond to all of this, which is a mystery to me? Well... I was, well, I guess I'm always dreading someone asking about this, and uh, especially someone of your stature. Something. I'm told to ask you, I have no idea what this means. Who is Steve Mike? That is the name of a group of people that helped me in my early stages, and I still work with some of them. They're a group? Yes, they, they go by a collective name. Steve Mike. Sounds like one person. It does, and it's a very bizarre and maybe a bit clumsy of a name, but this was their choice. And there are numerous fan pages saying you're a member of organizations like Illuminati, the Italian, the Freemasons, the Church of Scientology. Any of that true? I am not a member of any of those formally, no. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, long time, long time. Um, I'm calling regarding Miles Teller and his wife. I can confirm her name is pronounced Kelly. Um, I heard that on a separate podcast and thought it was bizarre because I had no idea how to pronounce her name either. But what's most interesting about Kelly is her maiden name is Sperry and she is the Sperry topsider heiress. And so she's arguably more wealthy than he is, which I love that for her. I just wanted to let you know. Um, Crunch, crunch. Jesus, that is too much. (laughs) Wait, so this makes so much sense, but it's also unconfirmed. I well, it's just funny when you were like, how is this Nate girl, Kaylee, her name's spelled like this? It's because it's Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> and still, if it's pronounced Kelly, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <gasps> Let's move on to this Paul Sperry connection. Paul Sperry is the creator of the first boat shoe, now known as the, the Sperry Topsider. I couldn't find actual definitive proof that she is 
a descendant of this man, but I did find her father, whose name is Rand Sperry. These are shoes that are the, these are Miles Teller shoes. These are preppy shoes. The heir of the Sperry's topsider fortune would dress up to go to the Kentucky Derby, you know? Like, of course she would. Would own a horse, would ride a horse. (laughs) So she grew up, it looks like, in Orange County. Her dad has a very famous and extremely successful commercial real estate developer named Rand Sperry, probably named after Ayn Rand. When you think about it, which is also a very rich person thing, think about it. Because Rand Paul was named after Ayn Rand. So, okay. He has no proof for that, but like, No proof for that, but also I have no proof that they are related to the Sperry Topsiders. I do, however, have... But it must have been written somewhere if people are out here saying that. I couldn't find it literally anywhere and I looked for ever. So literally the only place that people is this know caller. that this is true is, I the, checked is, message boards. is the caller. Yes. And so if you, if you have the proof, I would love to see it because I really did try to find this connection. But I did find that Rand Paul, though he raised his family in Orange County and became of extremely extremely wealthy in orange county he's from the east coast because his original business was started in boston and that brings you closer to waltham massachusetts which is where sperry is headquartered wow so like waltham i do waltham Waltham? it's waltham (laughs) i always oh whatever it is the point is i'm seeing there, there are dots that could connect but i don't know necessarily they connect however as a gullible person, I believe it. She's a topsider heiress. I think you've done the work here to take it as close as possible without, did you do any family tree work or did you not? Well, I went to, I found a family tree for Sperry, but it would have required me to create yet another Ancestry.com account. And we all know that every time we create a free Ancestry.com account, I forget to cancel it. And then I get charged a lot of money and then I have to we cancel it. We all know and I that didn't want the to do that again. weekly email gets Ancestry.com emails <laughs> Until the end of time, because Bobby keeps creating free Ancestry. I keep creating if free accounts and then I forget to cancel them. If you have an Ancestry.com account oh. and you want to share the username and password with us for the very few times that we have to look this shit up, please, you know, just send that right to our email. Hi, guys. Long time, long time. Um, you should know better than to try to say anything about the L word or the real L word. You are going to get so many calls about this. Um, Whitney Mixer is a lesbian dam. Um, she was famously the star of The Real L Word. Um, she also had penetrative sex with this girl, Romy, with a dildo on camera. They, like, showed them fucking. It was crazy. The Real L Word is truly one of, like, those things that, like, I know so much about and it's so useless and I'm obsessed with it and more people need to know that it was just, it was so iconic. I can't even tell you there are so many people. Oh, my God, what a world. Um, I'm sorry. Uh... I love you. Crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay, Robbie. So I listened to your whole segment about Bridget Moynihan and Vanessa Lachey, and you neglected two major facts. So Bridget Moynihan is a CBS them because she's been on Blue Buds, Blue Bloods, like, forever. And I believe she was also on Law & Order before that. So, like, cop show drama them. Law enforcement drama them. All on CBS, ABC, whatever. And then Vanessa Lachey is now going to be on NCIS Hawaii as the star. Now being uh, introduced to CBS Gundam. So, anyways, I thought you all should know. Me inside. Bye. Wow, two niche them we didn't properly call out. I'm sorry. Lesbian them, yes, we've heard before. CBS them, I refuse to accept as a them category. CB, who else is a CBS them? 
Marg Helgenberger. I know you're kind of joking, but I'm also like, I refuse to accept that as a thing. Quick fun fact about Bridget Moynihan. Do you know what her first ever television role was? No. You can get it. You can get it. Just guess. How would I know? Like One Life to Live or something? Like, like soap? Finally, I'm sorry that you felt the need to come down here. Now not only have you ruined my marriage, you've ruined my lunch. She's Natasha. Oh, she's Big Zex. <laughs> yeah. That's not her first. That's her first. Her first ever TV role. Her that's... first ever TV role. Wow. Imagine your first ever TV role being a guest spot that is, quote, that iconic. <laughs> it is that iconic. I know. So I do love, I would say that it does make you a lesbian then if you have penetrative sex on a show called The Real L Word. Come on. Come on. I, I mean, I'm not in the place to say what that it means, but I think it's great. Bridget Moynihan being Big's ex on Sex and City is as iconic as having penetrative sex on the Showtime, real L-word. I guess. Yes. Like, sure. Yeah, totally. Shameless wishes they could create a character as iconic as Whitney Mixter. I watched the entirety of Polyamory Married and Dating on Showtime. I'm very familiar with penetrative sex on television, you know? I watched the entirety of Homeland on Showtime and no one had penetrative sex. (laughs) Well, you're making bad decisions and (laughs) we've (laughs) we've all There was no penetrative sex on (laughs) Homeland. Yeah, well, you should have been watching Polyamorous Married and Dating or, sorry, the real L word. Uh, Okay, next call. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. So I was just watching the first episode of Drag Race Down Under and there was a preview for the second episode where they're doing Snatch Game. And in the preview, one of the queens was like, I'm doing Bindi Irwin. And then another queen was like, I'm doing Bindi Irwin. And then a lot of people kind of like gasped and they were looking at each other. So I think that it's going to be kind of an issue that there's two people wanting to do Bindi Irwin in the Snatch Game and Drag Race Down Under. And I just feel like this kind of refutes that caller who called in from Australia and was like, we don't really care about Bindi Irwin here or like think about her. And uh, apparently drag queens in Australia and New Zealand do care about Bindi Irwin. So I feel like that's worth pointing out. And uh, yeah, that's it. Crunch, crunch. This does not change the way that I feel about the original caller. Mm -hmm. Love her to death. The Australians don't care about Bindi Irwin caller, Mm -hmm. but it is hilarious that in the premiere for RuPaul's Drag Race, Down Anda, there literally is a scene where two drag queens are like, I'm doing Bindi Irwin. No, I'm doing Bindi Irwin. And you're like, tell me <laughs> that you guys aren't obsessed with. I think they know that the audience is most is international. So like they are kind of like, we need to pick people that people will know. And a lot of the times it's like, who will Ru know, you know? Mm, that's a very nice interpretation, Lindsay. I think it means that Bindi Irwin is the most famous person in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm choosing to interpret this call. We will never, ever give up the little molehill we're standing on that says that Bindi Orn is the most famous person in Australia. Straight from the Australian Zoo, Bindi Irwin. Bindi, I hear you're a bit of a snake handler. Yeah, I do love a good snake fluid in me now. <laughs> Blame it on the juice. Bindi Irwin is the most famous person in Australia. Bindi Irwin designed the Sydney Opera House. She is the Sydney Opera House. Bindi Irwin is single handedly going to create the technology, the biological technology that saves the Great Barrier Reef. You know, like, Bindi Irwin is the Queen of Australia. That is 
it. As an American, I know this to be true. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth sees Bindi Irwin and he just Genuflex? he knows that he can't even compare. <laughs> he says, hello, mother. That's the joke in Australia that they don't tell you. Everyone calls Bindi Irwin mother. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where'd you read that? Who Weekly, the Australian one. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can't, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit, they're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What happened with Lucy Hale and Ski Ulrich? Like, they had that big, they clearly called the paps photo up with everyone making out all over the place. And then just, like, have they been spotted again? Were, did, did it come out that they broke up? Like, what Like what was that? Was Lucy trying to get back on Riverdale? Like, I have not been this baffled since those photos of Kelly Kuoko and Henry Cavill, like, at the supermarket. Remember that? Like, what's going on? Love you. Bye. A source close to the Pretty Little Liars alum tells E! News the actress is currently single. Quote, her and Skeet had a very brief romance and were seeing each other for about a month, but aren't dating, the insider says. They're still friendly and in touch, but it's nothing serious. They aren't consistently seeing each other, and Lucy is focusing on herself right now. She's very much single, but thinks Skeet is a great guy. Great. Is that your answer? Is that good? That's the answer. They aren't right. consistently seeing each other and Lucy is focusing on herself right now. I'm thrilled for this. This was a this was a cursed match. We all knew it. Everyone knew it. I'm very much I don't care about Lucy Hale that much, but when I see this, I'm like, get away from her, you know, like mm-hmm. fight to the death. Right? I know. This is the first time Lucy Hale hasn't been focusing on a pilot in like three years. <laughs> I mean, that might be for the best, but No, I love it. I love that for her. She was great in Fantasy Island. Remember that was scary she? movie remix? I thought that was bad. It, the movie was bad, but Lucy Hale was oh, great. Yeah. She's and great that's in the room. her curse. That's her curse. She's great in a room. She's great in a room. Okay, n- next call. <laughs> okay, so I'm happy to talk kind of quiet because my infant is also asleep in the same room that I'm in. Um, but this is so important. I had to call. And if she wakes up, 
well, this will be worth it. Um, why is every picture on Google when you search Rory Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates' son, a picture of Cord Overstreet? What? Like, if you just look up Rory Gates, which, like, sure, I'm going to do because Bill and Melinda announced their divorce, and so I'm just searching through Wikipedia, and I see Rory Gates, and I'm like, oh, sure, like, I will look him up. If I look him up, Cord Overstreet, what the hell? Or is that a picture of him? I don't understand. I'm so confused. Okay. Tim Tebow lesbian. Bye. So Google has been fooled into putting Cord Overstreet's photo as when you search Rory Gate. Because, like, Google works via, like, other people's information. Yeah. Like, Google doesn't know the answer. Google is literally just, like, sequencing everything that anyone's ever written online and and literally juggling it by popularity, right? Mm-hmm. How many clicks it's gotten. Yeah. And then putting that information together as truth. So if you search Rory Gates' photo and you get Cord Overstreet, it means enough people online have said, oh, they look alike or why is this here? It's only, it's basically, it's eating its own tail at this point. Exactly. He tweeted, if you look at Bill Gates' son on Google, a picture com- of me comes up. I have no idea how or why, but def not his son. And he tweeted that last summer. Yeah. And so now people are going to write that up like it's a trend piece. And then mm-hmm. it's going to get even worse because his photo is going to be in where Rory uh, Gates's name is. What apparently happened, I've, I've seen a lot of people like theorize on what happened, but it really, truly does seem like it began as a mix up because they look a little bit alike. The photo that's used is Court's senior year high school photo, and it looks like it was mistakenly used once in some vaguely authoritative slideshow. Of course. And because of of that, and and the thing is, people aren't, and when you think about it, people aren't writing about Rory Gates much. They're only writing about him now because of the divorce. Because of the divorce. And Cordover Street is a who, and so people aren't immediately noticing that this photo is of Cordover Street. So because it existed for several years and people were using the wrong photo accidentally and not intentionally, like this did not begin as a joke as far as I can tell, then it just fully blossomed from there. I think it was an accident originally, and then it just never got corrected because who were either of these people? Yeah. I was cracking up because of that tweet. Did I send it to you? Where? Oh, no, Lala sent it to us. Wait, where is it? Melinda Gates is finally in all the girlies group chats now that she has blue texts. <laughs> okay, that's true. That's funny, right? That's I got to give credit to the person who tweeted that, who is at show me the yams with mm-hmm. a Z. Thank mm-hmm. you for that tweet. It made me giggle. She got the blue text. She got the blue texts. And the girlie said, come on into the chat. That's fine. <laughs> you can come in Hi, now. besties. Hey, Melinda. <laughs> she, she finally entered. They're like, Melinda. It's like the ANTM gif of the model, like walking in, opening the door and being like, hey, and then running <laughs> yes, down the runway. Yes. That's yes. Melinda. Hey, girlies. We're watching Dickinson on Apple TV Plus, Melinda. Come on over. It's like Devil Wears Prada. Anne Hathaway throwing the the Blackberry into the fountain in Paris, but she's throwing away her Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Melinda, bring your copy of Microsoft Word. We'll smash it to bits. Ugh, Melinda never has to use Excel again. Oh my God, that is actually iconic for her. She never has to update her version of Excel. Mm-hmm. Melinda can now get on iCloud. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this conversation. Yeah, and that MacBook, that ship so I was, first of all, hello, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. 
I was watching your Instagram stories and you posted one from a gentleman named Ruben Rabasa. So I went to Google him and I typed Ruben and <laughs> Ruben stuttered is the first suggestion. Um, which uh, does that mean one that he is the most famous Ruben and two does being the most famous of your name make you an automatic them? Also, I had a roommate who her mom was a big Clay Aiken fan and ended up sitting next to Ruben Scudder on an airplane, and apparently he was really rude, and so she told him that she voted for Clay. Okay, well, um, you know, good form, Bella Thor. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Probably the reason Ruben stuttered is rude is because people go up to him and say, I voted for Clay, you know, <laughs> like give Ruben <laughs> a break. Why do you think Ruben stutter is rude? Because he's known for one thing and people shouted at him daily. Like, of course he's rude. But to answer your question, Ruben stuttered is not the most famous Ruben. The most famous Ruben is the sandwich. <laughs> Ruben stuttered is 100%. the second most famous Ruben. They're spelled differently, but they're 100%. pronounced the same way. He's definitely number two, a very close number two. But, like, when you think of Reuben, tell me you don't think of the sandwich. I, know. I love corned beef. You know? Ugh. I love corned beef. I love corned beef so much. And it has, I Lindsay, it has, it has one of our favorite sandwich spreads on it. What? I mean, it's technically a Russian dressing, but it's Thousand Island. That's all the same dressing. It's mayonnaise mixed with, like, relish and ketchup. Well, as the true heads know, when you get a burger and it has like special sauce on it, that's also Thousand Island dressing. So really, mm. we love any type of sandwich with Thousand Pink Island sauce. dressing on it. It's all the same. It is. It's all the it same. Is. The Reuben sandwich. Oh. If you're out here mixing mayo and, and ketchup on anything, you're you're eating Thousand Island dressing and we support you. You're part of you're part of a time honored tradition. You know what? <laughs> you're just participating in culture by mixing mayonnaise and ketchup. <laughs> It is culture. It's not high culture, but it is culture. Like me as a kid at a restaurant <laughs> asking my mom to make me Thousand Island dressing <laughs> and her mixing together ketchup and mayo. Like live. Stop like it. live on the spot. Like a live mixture. Mom, you're like 10 mom. years old. Mom, I don't want to do it myself. <laughs> I mean. Corned beef. Oh, mm. Oh my goodness! And now okay, I'm, I'm literally, on, I'm on. literally scrolling through the Google image of, of, of Ruben sandwiches, <laughs> just like fully salivating. They look okay, so good. Okay, okay, okay. Ruben stuttered. He's on Cameo now. How much does he cost? Seventy-five dollars. Oh, that's that's a good price. And he has incredible reviews. We gotta do the Cameo game again, where you guess how much people are. You know what, Lindsay? Why don't I just pick some random ones that are on the homepage, and then you see if you can guess. How about that? You know what? How about I give you a number, and it's Price is Right rules. I can't go over, mm -hmm. but if Closest I'm under, without going over. Yes. Okay. We're going to start here. We're going to start here because there are two people we've talked about recently. Tiffany Pollard. How much is a cameo from Tiffany Pollard, New York herself? 100 bucks. Okay. You get one extra guess since you didn't go over. You're low. 250. You're over. It's 150. Okay, great. Close though. 100 is close. She's a, she's definitely a, she's definitely an over 100 star. Yeah, maybe I agree. I just am like, if she was at 100, she would get gangbusters business. Yeah. Conversely, that's a hint. How much is Lisa Del Campo from Netflix's The Circle, a.k.a. Lance Bass's assistant? Fuck, $35. Oh, she's $35. You got yeah! it right. 
You got it right, baby. You got it right, baby. Okay. I think I'm good at this. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Now I'm gonna these are these are featured, so they are all expensive, by which I mean they're over a hundred dollars. Okay. Okay, okay. But how okay. far over? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick four from this Ugh, this group. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Chris Noth. Chris Noth? Mm-hmm. As in Mr. Big. Absolutely. So he doesn't want to do this that often. He'll only he's also do doing it, it for charity. He's like also doing it for charity. Dinner. He's doing it for charity. Oh, he's doing it for charity. I'm thinking about him being like, if this buys me a steak dinner, I'll do it. Um, how about f- how about three fifty? You're low. One more guess. How about five hundred? He's five hundred dollars. Ding 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 ding. Yep. Uh-huh. For charity, for charity. But that's for charity. Too much. Sorry, that's too much. I don't know why his is the only one on here that says charity. Like all of these people should be giving this money to charity, but whatever. I bet they do, but why does his just specifically say charity? Like there's no way well, a lot also, of these people keep it. Shadily, I know they can switch it off and on. Like you okay. can be like, I'm charity. No, I'm not. You know, like <laughs> I think you can Wait, I'm making of... how much money? I'm not charity. Yeah. Okay. Truly, truly. Dion yeah. Warwick. Oh, come quote, on. Quote unquote okay. Queen of Twitter. So she's busy right now she will get you Dion warwick has the 24-hour button so does chris noth she will get you that cameo in 24 hours if you pay her how much money so these are over a hundred dollars i don't think she's as expensive as chris noth for some reason so i would say that she's like four hundred dollars you went over she's 350 oh okay okay. that's what i was leaning towards but i didn't want to say 350 again okay okay deborah messing Ugh. She'll do it for two fifty. You're low. She'll do it for three hundred. She's three fifty, baby. She's uh-huh. three fucking fifty. The okay. same as fucking Dion Warwick. Okay. Give me some real who's. This is who ish, but how much is Neo? Neo? Mm-hmm. How much is Neo? One twenty-five. Ooh, you're low, baby. You're low. <gasps> Really? Mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, Okay, so we're going to go up 375. You're high. He's 325. That's he's three expensive, twenty-five. Neo. Okay. Unless he's like singing in each one, which sometimes they have to do. Yeah. Okay. And then Martha Walsh, okay? Who is Martha Walsh, you ask? No clue. Martha Walsh is one of the weather girls, as in is raining men. Oh. How much is Martha Walsh? She's like, according to our sources, <laughs> it's your birthday. Like every message. <laughs> if she sang my name in a song, it'd be worth it. To me, it'd be worth $450. But I don't think she's that high. She's Is not she? that high. She's not that high. Okay. Let's do 175 She's 150 Okay. Okay. A lot of them are like, give a gift for mom. That would be a great mom gift. A oh my god, moms mom love gift. it's raining men. A great, especially if she said, according to our sources, mm-hmm. it's your birthday. <laughs> you know. Two more. One's a who. One's a them. Because I was shocked by one of the prices. I'm actually shocked by both of these prices. Speaking okay, of but moms, going to be hard for me then. Patricia Richardson, the mom from Home Improvement. How much is she? Um, Patricia Richardson, you think you're shocked. So I feel like you're shocked that she's low. I mean, she just seems she's a very f- successful sitcom star. Okay, I then I'm going to say if you're shocked she's low, I'm going to say she's $75. She's $99. Okay. okay. And then the last one, this is a seasonal them. 
because she is an Olympian. Although I think she's in the upper echelon of Olympians. I just think Olympic most Olympic stars are seasonal. We fans. talked about seasonal. Gabby Douglas. Yeah, okay. Gabby Douglas. Huge star. Truly. Olympic and also, I, you have to not only take into consideration how famous they are, but the use case. So, mm-hmm. like, if you think about it, Gabby Douglas is going to be more popular in Cameo than somebody who's more famous than her simply because she's a perfect gift to give to a young gymnast. And think about how mm-hmm. many young, aspiring like gymnastics loving kids there are out there so it's like she is the she is actually a better gift than somebody way more famous than her do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like it makes sense to me that she would be expensive here and she will get back to you she will get you that cameo in 24 hours hours? Mm -hmm. crazy okay um if you're making the 24-hour promise, you got to be above a certain amount because you just don't have time. And you're Gabby Douglas. Okay, you're saying you think she's low, so I'm going to no, say No, I'm not saying low. she's low. I'm not saying she's low at all. Oh, okay. She's so, the most expensive person we've talked about. No way. By a considerable margin. But how many is that margin? $750? You're low, baby. No, I'm not. Not much lower, but you're is low. Is this for charity? It doesn't uh, say. Eight- for Gabby Douglas. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that cameo better come with the gold medal because that is so much money. I know Caitlyn Jenner's a thousand because I remember looking at that and being like. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm sorry. Okay, last one, though. Last one. Okay. How much would it cost to get a cameo from? My name is Carrie. I'm so very. Oh my God, not Carrie Hilson. I responded three days, maybe. <laughs> um, how about $65? I'm so very. She's 150 Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, all of your talk of The Circle and Love is Blind reminded me that in early quarantine, I binge watched what I think is the best, worst dating based reality show, which is MTV's Are You the One? Uh, the later seasons are presented by Terence J, who I had not heard of, and I googled him, and he has three million Instagram followers. Um, I could look at his Wikipedia page, but I, I think you guys would give me a better idea of who this man is. Um, so my questions are, who is Terence J? Is he a them in America? Um, and either way, could you please talk about Are You The One? Um, it was the first reality TV show to my knowledge, that had a fully sexually fluid cast. Um, the conceit of the show is also, like, it's massively convoluted, but kind of perfect for consistently bonkers and incredibly watchable reality TV. Uh, thank you. Uh, happy birthday, Criterion Channel. Crunch, crunch. Happy birthday, <laughs> Criterion Channel. Off. Happy birthday, Criterion Channel. That's a good sign-off. There's something very morning, Mohammed, about happy birthday, Criterion Channel. Happy birthday, Criterion Channel. You have to do it in your best Barbara Streisand drawl. Happy birthday, Criterion Channel. Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. That's it. You love Are Are You the the One? one, So I do love Are You the One. Heard about it a long time ago from a friend, our friend Dan, heard about it again from our friend Ray, but Ray really sold me because Ray was the first person to say, oh, you would love this because there is a kind of bisexual season happening right now. The bisexual queen herself, Rachel, uh, loves Are You the One? Rachel was like, this is some hot bisexual news. There is an all bisexual cast on this reality show. And the reason why it's interesting that they're bisexual, this is not just because like we love to watch bisexual people. We do. But like the point of the show is that (laughs) – 
It's so funny. Okay. So they put all these people in a house. Usually it's men and women and they are supposed to find their match. But right now, think about it. There's lots of matches that could happen. Mm -hmm. They put these people in a house and they say, we have a matchmaker that has already determined who your perfect match is. Mm -hmm. No further conversation about whether that's valid. We just tell you, your perfect match is in this house and we have determined who that is. Mm -hmm. And now it is your job to find the perfect match that we know to be your perfect match via this matchmaker. It's a great commentary on like the concept of a soulmate. Genius. But then they're like, you have to match up every week and basically like figure out who the matches are so every week they go to this like ceremony with Terrence J who we'll get to in a second and they go in their matches and the there are these beams of light that tell them how many matches they have right so mm-hmm. if you think about it what this really is is a math problem it is a bunch of hot people trying to figure out a math problem because you know you know when you were in, in uh, elementary school and you learned about like how to it's What's the what's the tool that you use with the boxes to figure out what the the likely pairs or whatever? The matrix. Whatever. Wait, what? No, it's just like there's literally there's a way to figure out this math problem. It's uh-huh. like if we have like apples and bananas and like some of them go together, you have to do process of elimination to figure out who matches who, you know, like. But it's just funny because every season somebody's like, guys, this is math. We just need to figure <laughs> out if this matches. Co- if we know that these two are correct and these two are not correct, that means these two have to be correct. You know, like you literally. But the problem is, is that everybody is so fucking horny that they all want to just fuck each other. Do they get and they to don't fuck? care who they're. Oh, of course. Yes, of okay, course. Okay, so this, it's not like Bachelor where they're, they have to be chased. So they are fucking No, they're, if anything, they fuck too much and they ruin the math game. <laughs> and then people are like, we're never going to get $100,000 if you guys keep on ruining our game. You know, because okay, okay, if okay. a couple hooks up and then they find out they're not the perfect match, they're like devastated. It's like the end of the world as if they can't just date each other after the show's over, you know? Mm-hmm. But they want the money. So anyways, this this iconic bisexual season uh, really made me love the show. I went back to watch some of the older seasons. I have to say, not as good <laughs> as the... Right, so like, this was the Miami season. I'm sorry, this was the Hawaii chaos. season. Okay. It's pure chaos when they can all hook up with each other, you know? That's the, the, the thing that makes it unique. Right. And they have... So Terrence J is the host. I would say he's maybe not the most interesting part about the show, but he adds... He's very good at it. He's he a really, professional he host. See, Terrence J, I know. He's a host. He's a professional host. He hosted 106 in Park for like a Forever. really long time, like six years. And then he was the host of E! News. He was on E! News. Uh, I love this because his Wikipedia says, Jenkins portrayed DJ Dave in the musical film Burlesque starring Christina Aguilera and Cher as like one of his like major... His major moments. So he mm-hmm. played DJ Dave in Burlesque, if that rings a bell for you. He was in Think Like a Man, which is, by the way, and a like terrible a man movie. A te- I never saw Think Like a Man too, but Think Like a Man is a terrible movie. Watchable but bad because it's based on a terrible concept. But his love interest in Think Like a Man is fucking Regina Hall. Oh, geez. Oh, man. It's just funny to be famous for being a TV host. And then you get thrust into what what ultimately becomes like an enormous box office success, like a huge box office hit. And you're acting against Regina fucking Hall. <laughs> like, they I really know. like throwing you into the deep end for, for this. Like, I know. That's very who versus them situation. But I guess he is sort of like, he's TV them-ish now. He's TV host them. But he's pretty It's hooey. so niche. It yeah. is interesting. He replaced Ryan on E! News. Like, remember when Ryan Seacrest mm-hmm. left E! News? That was, like, such a big deal. Mm-hmm. He was Ryan's replacement. So, big shoes to fill. Or maybe small shoes. I think Ryan Seacrest has small Ryan feet. Ryan Seacrest probably small has teeny tiny fill. shoes. But his main kind of, like, 
hooey moment is like actually kind of funny because they're no it's one really got good. seriously injured. No one got hurt, so it's funny. <laughs> yeah. In 2018, he was in a. Well, he was in. We'll get to why I'm not saying he was driving. He was in a black McLaren, mm-hmm. and it hit a parking meter. Um, and people assumed so he was dating this woman named Jasmine Sanders, who you might better know as Golden, Golden Barbie. Barbie. She is a she's Instagram model. I've heard of her weirdly, even though like But she, she's like a real model now. She parlayed that into like Sports Illustrated, like right. swimsuit shit. She's, she's like a She's like model a capital now. T thing. Right. So yeah. back then in 2018, which was honestly not that long ago. Not, <laughs> yeah, back not then. long ago. He was dating her. And I think that they were maybe engaged, but I kind of I kind of don't know. They hit the and so they said that she was driving the car, right? She Witnesses saw a woman leave the driver's seat and Terrence J leave the passenger seat and they fled the scene and they left their McCarran crumpled up, crumpled up, crumpled up on a parking meter. Again, nobody got hurt. We can laugh about so this. So these two were accused of uh what do you call it? Hit, hit not and run. Hit and, cr- hit and oh, run. Le- and hit also the- like leaving the scene of an accident. Yeah. Hit and run and just ditching the car mm-hmm. smashed against a, tele- a telephone pole. Mm-hmm. And not, I'm sorry, not not a little bump bump, a smash, a full smash. TMZ is like, Jasmine Sanders was driving. So she puts out a statement on behalf of our client, Jasmine Sanders, I would like to clarify that Miss Sanders was not in the vehicle at the time <laughs> of this morning's accident and was no way involved. And then it says, the identity of the woman allegedly behind the wheel has not been revealed. And guess what? A few days later, these two broke up. They <laughs> because broke up. this woman, whoever was behind the wheel, was not his girlfriend, Jasmine Sanders. Somebody else. Imagine crashing your car and then the first thought is, Am I okay? And your second thought is, oh, fuck. Now my girlfriend's going to find out I was cheating. (laughs) I think they left the scene of the crime not because they hit the pole, but because he was going to get caught with some other girl in the driver's seat. Literally in the driver's seat. I think they checked and made sure no one was hurt. And then they were like, we have to just leave. Right? So we still don't know who what girl. We still don't know which girl that was. But we do know that Golden Barbie is now more famous than ever. Yes. Golden Barbie really escaped both that car accident and that relationship well, like she, she moved on to better things there. yeah she literally wasn't there and if golden barbie had been driving she, dates... she probably wouldn't have crashed oh she dates a personal trainer or something that's he's like what a i'm hunk. saying and now she's dating a personal trainer we did it she's like a hunk and their thing is like we do fitness together like that sort of couple that's like exhausting but also like okay well, they're hot. same you know yeah. you know when yeah. like the couple does fitness together yeah i i do know it's it's definitely a decision. It's definitely a vibe. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. <laughs> is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh-huh. 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 You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because 
It's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, so me and my friends were talking about the idea of reverse nepotism, where a offspring of a star becomes more famous than their parents and then propels their parents into further success. The key example that we could figure out was Billy Ray Cyrus and Miley Ray Cyrus. Are there any other siblings or nepotisms that could have resulted in this? Crunch, crunch. Reverse nepotism, I think, is a very niche thing that is interesting to me. It's more like circular nepotism because it's one helps the other, but then the other helps the other. You know, like it's not reverse. It's both. You know what I mean? It's a 180, then it's another 180. Sure, but like it's a catchier term. I think, but I do think that the difference is it's like the, what you're, I think you're saying is the, the, the offspring, the nepotism recipient has to shine new light on their forefather. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it can't just be, it can't just be that they're more famous than their person was because first of all it's like unfair because they're obviously going to be more famous because they're newer so like the culture is going to be more into them so you can't just say like oh it's uh the, it's um who did we say who didn't who didn't work as well well like, one I'm of them i think, think most of them don't work well like whenever you think of like the Qualley girls margaret Qualley is andy mcdowell's daughter and yes andy mcdowell is still famous but it's like andy mcdowell's fame would have been maintained and been ongoing with or without margaret Qualley's fame you know like there's something very special about the child's fame elevating the parent once again and giving them a bump once that they wouldn't again. have otherwise received so the main so Miley Cyrus being kind of the epitome of this response is exactly correct because Miley Cyrus becoming super super famous almost like elevated her family elevated Billy Ray Cyrus who literally only had like you know one hit kind of silly song and now he's become kind of more of a thing Miley mm-hmm. Cyrus's father the Cyrus family is like yeah. out here all doing stuff honestly yeah. I did the, the same thing with like Kim and Caitlyn kind of, you know, the Kardashian Kim family Caitlin, for sure. Basically like gave Caitlyn Jenner renewed celebrity in this, not a, a new way, but also kind of even the old way too, where people exactly. were like, Oh, Caitlyn Jenner, the incredible Olympic athlete, you know? So all of that too. I mean, we were trying to think of other examples. It's really hard. It's really hard because it's so specific. And one that came to mind kind of quickly was, uh, Minnie Ripperton and Maya Rudolph and it's Minnie Ripperton died quite young she died in the late 70s she I think she was like 30 or 31 and Maya Rudolph obviously has become very famous on her own right but every time Maya Rudolph is on SNL people are always she she tributes her mom in a way like poses in a famous one of her mom's album covers and every time that happens there is no doubt a viral thread where someone's like I had no idea that Maya Rudolph's mom was Minnie Ripperton and people discover Minnie Ripperton's music because there's honestly not much of it and she has a few huge hits but also Maya Rudolph sang Loving You Minnie Ripperton's big song on SNL very famously shining a spotlight on this woman who I think would have maybe not been as popular without 
now, currently, without her daughter constantly reminding this new generation, these new generations, hey, my mom was iconic. Like, don't forget my mom. It does help because the other person I I brought up or I put on this list was Kesha because Kesha's mom, like Kesha's like slightly nepotism because her mom was a songwriter and wrote these songs, wrote songs for Dolly Parton, wrote songs for all these people, wrote a bunch of Kesha songs. That's that's beside the point. But Kesha being a pop star shined a light back on her mom being the songwriter. So people love to now say, oh, did you know that uh, that Kesha's mom wrote X, Y, Z or is a songwriter? So it's like. It almost kind of works in that equation, which is like younger person and then an, their their parent or whatever was a songwriter or an artist who was like not as well known, mm-hmm. you know, not a superstar. So it's interesting. Like you have Gwyneth Paltrow on here, but I'm not sure she I works. I think she counts. Because, I... because she didn't like, like didn't, her parents were yeah. just who they were. I... They didn't have a second life or what, a fame bump when she became goopy you know i think maybe laura dern is a better version of that because i don't know that like i think that laura dern's fame really did help elevate bruce dern and diane ladd's fame like i find it hard to believe that without the the continued and increasing relevancy of laura dern bruce dern wouldn't have gotten like nebraska you know like i think laura dern helped keep him in the spotlight because nebraska was sort of the thing that brought him back but i do think that the one we put in here the one that you thought of does count Dakota Johnson, let's leave Melanie Griffith out of this but equation. Not Melanie. Let's Dawn. Right, leave Melanie out of the e- equation. Don Johnson's Renaissance, the Red Renaissance, the Donaissance, the Donaissance, as everyone's calling it. I, there's no way to prove this, but do you think he would no. have gotten Watchmen and Knives Out had his daughter not no. been like no. hot shit? No. Mm-mm. No. Yes, there's obviously a precedent for these like kind of old 70s, 80s TV stars to have a resurgence in the in the 2000s and the 2020s and the t- 2010s but like i'm sure it didn't hurt that his daughter is sort of a superstar right the other version of reverse nepotism is like when a young kid makes their parent famous almost like how kathy griffin's mom like became a star because kathy griffin kept uh-huh. talking about her mom and she was on the show but i don't think that this is what we're talking yeah, about that's no. like just that we're talking about like when you are a recipient of some sort of nepotism in hollywood and then somehow your fame uh, you know kind of eclipses that and then you somehow like return it backward in some weird way and mm-hmm. this is again like a very subtle niche thing i would love it's to really hear more subtle. examples of this if you can think of them i think a lot of the ones you are thinking of might not be correct because again it's like there's not many examples of this as Nepotism much all over the place but this specific <laughs> variant <laughs> this specific it's variant is rare it's interesting yeah i love it thank you for this thank you for it's a, it's a fun thought experiment okay next call okay Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I just got um, a push notification that Bill and Melinda Gates are divorcing and that it, this was shared in a tweet. And I looked down at my phone, I got this and like audibly gasped out loud and I don't know why. Um, so I will unpack that. But my question is, do you think Melinda Gates is a who or a them? Does she stand alone? Okay. Uh, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is a them, so I think she's a them because of that. You think so? Yes. Were you about to call her a who? I was about to call her a who. I was about to call her a who, but I'll I'll take it. I just think that the reason people gas at this is not because, like, their love was so special. You gas at this because they're fucking rich as hell. They're the richest people on the fucking planet. They're two of the richest people on the planet. Money is always the question after divorce, and this money 
is why you gasped. That's so much I mean, money this, to be divided. This divorce is going to be fascinating to right. watch and is going to take a million years to get resolved. We mm. love we love a dramatic, you know, epic divorce. Right. Not that I think these two are going to be like fighting it out in the courts, but there's just so much money here right. that it has to be unpacked. But I do think their fa- I do think their foundation is themy. The foundation is themy, sure. I, I'd say if you said, if, do you know who Melinda Gates is? You would say, okay. I Yeah, I would. Fine, she's a them. But like, she's not famous in that like, we don't really know much about this woman other than that she's married to Bill Gates. She's extremely rich. She's a philanthropist. That's enough. Babe. I guess that's, that's enough. enough. But okay, she's a them. That's enough. Hello, Hoda Kotb. Who are them? I thought them, but I showed my partner. A picture of them after, or a picture of her after they had no idea who I was talking about when I said Hoda. And now I'm really confused. Come on. Kathy Lee Giffords, former partner on the Today Show. Former best friend. Now she's Jenna Bush's best friend. (laughs) They are the two best (laughs) friends now. Okay. Hoda, who just adopt, who adopted? Didn't she just adopt like last she year? She adopted that was all at like magazine. age fifty four or something like that. I love that. Hoda. Hoda's great. She's just like one of the most likable people on television. Are is she a them? One, two, three. Them? Yes. Yes. yes yeah. I think so. I think so. Like I. We don't have that many like the Today Show daytime TV personalities that are that, but the, I think she is. Yeah. She's Hoda. Also, her name is memorable. She could be mononymous, you know? Yeah. Hoda. Who's another Hoda? Right. Who's another Hoda? She's Egyptian, right? That's what Egyptian. She's Egyptian. Egyptian. Yeah. I love when Hoda, it's sort of like when Gaga puts on her serious glasses. When Hoda does serious journalism, you're like, oh, oh, right. This is your job. When Hoda puts on her glasses, you know it's about to go down. (laughs) When Hoda's doing serious journalism, you're like, oh, right, sweetie. She does have (laughs) glasses that she puts on when it's about to go down. And now Mm -hmm. that I I like that now that she doesn't have to deal with Kathy Lee being fucking insane. Like she used to be kind of the straight woman to Kathy Lee's goofy antics, Mm -hmm. you know, like... Kathy, stop it. Kathy's like knee deep in like some barrel of Merlot just swimming around or whatever. And now I feel like she can, she really can shine on her own kind of thing. She's not playing second fiddle to a crazy woman, right? I love this woman so fucking much. Did you see the trouble she got in a couple days ago? Who, Kathy? Oh, no, Hoda. Oh, no. What'd she oh do? God. <laughs> wow, you're they really were celebrating. Laughing. They were celebrating um, that fucking the worst holiday in the world after it's going to be May. We're about to see. May is just like a terrible month for internet memes. Uh, first, you got it's got to be May, which. Oh, May the 4th be May with you? 4th. No! They were talking about May the 4th. And she, and she. I hate that. That's not a holiday. And, and Hoda, God bless her. Oh my God. She said. Not just any Tuesday. Al did it a little earlier, but it can't be said enough. May no. the 4th be with you. Absolutely. <laughs> it is May the 4th. Yes. May the 4th be with you. you know, May it be with you, too. That's all the, right. All the Trekkies in the house. That's We're not Trekkies. Trekkies. Oh, it's oh, so oh, I dare you. Oh, oh, my gosh. Carl oh, 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 dude. Delete your oh, Twitter account okay. immediately. Get out. Sorry. Get out. Get out. Would we, com- would we could you you love no, actually no, and you got mail? No. Just leave now for the 4th hour. Oh, no. May the 4th hour be with you. Honest mistake. Honest mistake. No, it's not an honest mistake. It's not. Wait, I'm sorry. Hoda's a legend. Hoda's an icon. Hoda mixing up Star Trek and Star Wars oh is like actually God. makes her the best person alive. People found this photo of Hoda for one of the Halloweens. The cursed 
Today Show Halloweens. What is it? Are you texting it to me? <laughs> they made her be Yoda! No! <laughs> no! Yoda Hoda. Oh my god. So they're saying that y- y- Hoda's been a fake, a fake Star Wars fan. She should know this better. <laughs> Hoda yelling all the Trekkies in the house during May the 4th is so good. The fact that Hoda let them put her in this fucking Yoda outfit. And this is not just like green makeup and like this a little bully. This little is Mrs. Doubtfire prosthetics. Is, okay. They've created ears. They've created hair. They've created wrinkles on this poor woman's forehead to be Yoda. Hoda Yoda. Hoda God, Yoda. now I'm thinking about when they make the Today Show people dress up as the Peanuts. And it was like really, it oh. was like. How we could you saw it, forget like, this I'm moment. high. <laughs> you felt like you were high on drugs. I'm high. Wait, I want to hear. I want to hear her say it. I think this has the clip. All the, right. all the Trekkies in the house. I've never felt closer to another person than when Hoda was like, "All the Trekkies in the house." <laughs> Next call. All the Trekkies in when the house. When Hoda said, "All the Trekkies in the house," I felt that. You know, That's all the right. all the Trekkies in the house. Is Dominique Fishback on her way to being a them? Mean Greece. What she's like, she's in the like Vanity Fair upcoming stars realm right now. She's in the like, I'm gonna put you on that list realm, right? She's on the list realm, exactly. She's on the you know list. What I mean, realm. like, we love well, you guys know we love like a in the next the, the 10 Hollywood stars, you have mm-hmm. to know. Like, we love we love to be told who to know because I just want to know who to know. And I think she's like squarely in that realm right I now because she was in Judas. Right, like yeah. she was in Judas and the Black Judas the Black Messiah, and she's like up her up and comings are amazing too, right? Like her IMDb is stacked. It's not incredibly stacked, but she's in a big she's in a Transformers. Like you know they keep like rebooting the Transformers, and it's like what about this again? And it's like I guess so. She's in one of those what about this again Transformers movies with with Anthony Ramos, yeah. who's another person who's in the same category. Though I think oh he's on the list too, yeah, but I think because of uh, him. But I stuff, think right? in the Heights is gonna make is officially going to make him a them. He's already obviously a theater them. Um, but Dominique Fishback, will she be a them? How about a yes or no at a one, two, three? Oh my three? God, I don't one, know. One, two, I don't know. three. Yes. Sure, I guess we should be positive. If the lists are to be believed, yes, but she's definitely a who right now. I'm just saying, I don't like saying whether I think she'll be a them. That's like, un- that's not, that's not easy to know. She is at the most precarious stage, though. I think that's interesting. Like, she's at the stage right where it could go one of two she ways. Needs, though, you know? the, she, she could needs be huge the, or she could be fine. Yeah, but she needs, like, the Oscar nom vibes for the next thing. Because, like, she was in the Oscar movie, but she didn't get herself mm-hmm. the no- the noms. You know, like, honestly, the, the dudes in that movie stole her thunder. Yeah, the dudes stole the thunder, yeah. You know? Which, you know, happens. Hi. Is Ted Allen... A la Chopped and Queer Eye, a who or a them? Crunch, crunch. Ted Allen, a la Chopped and Queer Eye, who are them? One, two, three, who? who? I'm sorry. Just because you post Chopped for a million years doesn't make you a them. You weren't even the Queer Eye everyone liked. I'm not liked. sorry because who are them is not a uh, value judgment. So yeah, that's I'm true. Not sorry. I'm not sorry. sorry anyway. The Chopped I'm interested in is Chopped 420, which is on my beloved Discovery+. Plus. Can I be rude and say I saw some of it and it's not that good? I know. I started it too and I didn't like it as much as I it's wanted it to. kind of boring. As much as I, I mean, wanted to like it. Yeah. And trust me, I've tried to watch every single Cooking with Weed show. I'm like, I'm just not interested in this. Even though I love weed, you know, like it's not interesting when you cook with it. It takes a long time yeah. for the weed to like, you know, 
whatever. Well, they're also like, oh, I use my weed butter. And I'm like, okay, but that's just butter. Like, <laughs> I get it, but it's using the function of butter. Like, you don't it, even have to make the weed you butter. You just replaced it. It's just you like just in the You just used butter with some weed in it. I know. Anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I had high hopes for that show and it didn't really live mm, up to those hopes. Mm, sorry. What can I say? A rare miss for Discovery Plus. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I finished Pig Shut Royalty last night, the season up. finale. It ends with a cliffhanger, Discovery Lindsay. Plus is your Duncan. It's like, that's the big, that's the, that's the new big account. Pig Royalty ends with a cliffhanger. Oh and I'm my like, God. this must Wait. mean there's a season two. Is it like a pig hanging off a cliff? Or like, no, is it actually it's Mich- like... Michelle goes to Lisa's house all the way in Sabinal and she's like... Lisa, we need to talk. And then it's like season over. And it's like, what the fuck does over. that mean? I don't care. Moving on. Hi, Weekly. Um, long time, long time. Um, I was just wondering if American cheese, a who or a them? Because like, it's ubiquitous. Everyone knows it. Like very zenny. But at the same time, like everyone loves to hate it. Um, so like kind of who tendencies um, would love your thoughts. Uh, good form, fella Thorn, and um, trying to make this a sign off. Pork and Sorkin, uh, crunch, crunch, goodbye. Pork, pork and Sorkin. Sorkin. You did okay. say that. You did say Pork and Sorkin. Lindsay, just for a little peek behind the curtain, when was it last Friday you texted me? What? I hate I... doing inanimate objects who are them, but they always work. <laughs> I think that's what you texted me. Or like yeah. I true yeah. maybe perhaps you said I truly hate doing an animal. Because objects. I was so re <laughs> listening to the egg salad, tuna salad, chicken salad, whatever, and I was like, Yeah, this is funny. I'm laughing. I'm enjoying this. But like laughing when I'm in lying. the moment, I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> but is American Cheese a who are them? One, two, three. Them. Them. I'm sorry, you cannot make a grilled cheese without American cheese. You can. You it's not as good. You cannot eat pieces of cheese out of the fridge at the in the middle of the night if it's not American cheese. You cannot unwrap a single and just like take a few bites and then you fold it and you're like, mm, 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 mm. and you, you fold it and you're like, mm, mm, mm. and then you look at the design and you unfold it. Is that just me? I mean, everyone there does that. There is something truly legendary about the idea that this cheese that is like the dregs of cheese. It's like aged one day, made from scraps. <laughs> There is something amazing, the fact that it is now deemed American cheese. It's like, we deserve it, yes. And it's just so funny that that's the case, you know? This, like, mm-hmm. low-quality, bottom-of-the-barrel, delicious cheese mm-hmm. is ours. American. It's American's cheese. I know. Well, it was apparently first made in America, so it does count. But um, it. it's basically just a processed cheese. It's I will say right? <laughs> It's a byproduct of, like, it's, it mm-hmm. is yep, the yep. dregs. It's the dregs of other cheeses. And but when you get it fresh God from the deli else. man, it's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you always feel, like, better when you get your American cheese, like, sliced by the deli? You're like, oh, here it comes, fresh deli cheese. Oh, okay. It was a, it was a cinder block first. It was a cinder block <laughs> of American cheese first, and now it slices, so it is fresh. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> fresh, fresh American cheese. The concept of fresh American cheese is hysterical. <laughs> Wait, can I say I love when the American cheese is fresh sliced, but then they do the thing where it oscillates with the sli- the thin with the paper? slice of paper. Oh, it's so And so it's every so time luxe. you take one slice of cheese, you're like, ooh, it like comes right off. It's so luxe whenever you like, have the paper. Yeah, and you're like, and then you put it back in the little thing. It's, oh, it's so, I love American cheese. Treat yourself to a half a pound of American cheese next time you're at the supermarket. You know what? Make it a half pound. Make it a half pound. <laughs> a half pound. Can you give me that's a like, half? 
Can you give me a quarter slices. pound of American cheese and then a quarter pound of white American cheese just for fun? <laughs> Can I get your pint of the tuna salad as well? Thank you. <laughs> Getting tuna salad from the supermarket is a Weber family tradition. <laughs> It's literally passed down. He's <laughs> buying tuna salad from the supermarket. Oh my God. But not if it has apples in it because that's not, we don't. Yeah, we know. We don't fuck, we don't with, fuck with that. We don't fuck with that. No. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. <laughs> oh my God. That's what the show is. Call it at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. And your call may be featured on this piece of shit podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you on Tuesday with another episode of the main show. Support us on patreon.com slash who weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes. Our bonus episode, they have their own call in line. And uh, we'll see you then if you're on the Patreon. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewings. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's providing the Rita theme song from the Tuesday show. And we will see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Hey. Hey. All the Trekkies in the house. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. This is the most boring call I could conceivably ever call about. But this morning when my radio alarm went off and it was morning edition with the NPR host saying the date, they said, today is May 3rd. It is Christina Hendricks's birthday. And I thought, but she's a who? And I wonder, they didn't say star of bad girls christina hendrix sometimes they do that sometimes they have the qualifier they just said christina hendrix is 47 and that kind of blew me away crunch crunch hi who weekly long time long time um i called earlier today to say that jessica trustane has to be a them because on npr this morning they said it was her birthday um i'm wrong I think I was half asleep in a daze. Jessica did not turn 47 on May 3rd, 2021. She's actually born March, March 24th, 1977. I have no idea whose birthday made it onto the NPR morning edition this morning, but it wasn't her. Um, she's probably still a who. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. This is the third time I'm calling you about this, and it's the stupidest thing ever, but I called on Monday because I thought I heard the NPR host saying that it was Jessica Chastain's birthday, and therefore Jessica Chastain had to be a them. And then I later found out that I must have been in some kind of theater dream because it wasn't her birthday, and then just now I realized you haven't been talking about Jessica Chastain lately. You've been talking about Christina Hendricks from Bad Girls. So um, even in my theater dreams where I'm imagining it's Bobby and Lindsay hosting Morning Edition on NPR, I still think Christina Hendricks is a hill. I think, yeah. Contrast. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, a long time, long time at this point. Um, anyways, uh, Bobby's own Jenny Caucus story um, reminded me of my favorite celebrity story with somebody I met in a bar. I feel like you guys should just, like, collect these because they're great. This is very bemmy, but um, I used to, like, line dance at Oil Can Harry's uh, in the Valley in L.A. all the time. Um, it's a very famous, like, country western, gay bar, recently closed during the pandemic, very tragic. I'm sure you both ha- are have heard of or are familiar with the bar. Anyways, um, 
Amy Adams, like, knows people who were, like, regulars there, and she would come into line dance sometimes, and they did, like, line dance lessons on Tuesday nights, and she would just be there on, like, random Tuesdays because she, like, knew some people who, like, liked to go there, and I'm not a good dancer, but I would try, and I really enjoyed learning the dances, but I would get very frustrated easily, and one time we were out there learning the dance, um, trying to, like, you know, pick up steps, and I was getting frustrated, and Amy Adams was, like, dancing, like, kitty corner to me. And I think I, like, acted, like, very frustrated and, like, over-effusive because that's just who I am sometimes. And she turned around and she was just like, it's easy. It's a hop and a step. And she, like, did the, like, the little move very easily. And I was horribly embarrassed but also uh, thrilled that uh, Amy Adams was telling me that I needed to uh, step it up. It was great. I hope you guys have a good night. Bye. We're fucking done professionally. That's my impression of how an audio conversation between Christian Bale and Rita Ora would go. Crunch, crunch.